Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you, God, that you're the author and the finisher of our faith. Lord, I thank you, God, for your presence in this place today. Lord, I thank you, God, that your river is flowing through this house, Lord. It's not a trickle. It's not just a little stream. But, God, it's the river flowing from the throne room of God. Lord, I thank you that we have the opportunity to jump into the rapids of your Holy Ghost and what you're doing to the river of life. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to gather with you today and just jump into what you are doing. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to walk with a life behind the veil, that we have access to your presence, that we have access, Lord, on a daily basis to commune with you, to dine with you, to drink with you, Lord, and to just experience you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you that the zeal for the house of the Lord has consumed me. Lord, I thank you that, that today we can be glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord with thanksgiving in our hearts, with praise on our lips, with, Lord, that, that we can overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, Lord, that we can come in and, and shout your praises. We can be filled up and go out and shout your praises. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to taste and see that you're good. <laughs> Woo! We can taste and see that you're good. We're tasting and seeing that you're good. Lord, it's like honey on my lips. <laughs> Woo! Taste and see that the Lord is good. It's like water to my soul. Woo, Jesus, that we can taste and see and experience the goodness and the glory and the presence of the Lord today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I'm happy to be in the house of the Lord today. I am happy to be in the house today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Whew. Well, good morning. Good morning. I am uh, definitely not Pastor Zach, uh, nor Pastor Heather. Uh, they are, uh, as Pastor Angie said, they are in uh, Louisiana spending some time with family here today. Uh, and this week for the Thanksgiving season. So we just honor them this morning. We bless them this morning. Uh, we, we are keeping them in prayer this morning uh, and throughout the week for their safe travels and for refreshing and for hearing afresh from the Lord as they're away. And uh, we, we just pray for them. Amen? We pray for them. We pray for them daily. But let's, let's pray a little extra. Let's pray a little extra this week. So uh, thank you uh, to the pastors for the honor of uh, allowing us as a team to be here uh, and to be able to step in with what they're doing and with what the Holy Ghost is doing. So amen, amen. Well, who's ready to jump into the word this morning? Amen. I'm excited. Today is one of my favorite subjects to preach about. And I think I say that, if y'all have been here, I think I say that every time I get up here to preach, is that this is my favorite subject to talk about, right? Um, just like every scripture is my favorite scripture. Every worship song is my favorite worship song, right? Uh, <laughs> so, but today we're going to be talking about thankfulness. Yeah, today we're going to be talking about thankfulness and gratitude 
What is that? What is thankfulness? Some of us need to learn what thankfulness is. <laughs> All right, I won't start already. I'm sorry. I won't start already. Praise Jesus. All right, so we're going to start off. We're going to jump into Romans 5. If you got your Bibles. Oh, who has your Bibles this morning? Who's got your, who's got your, your physical? Look at all them Bibles, man. I love it. I love it. Fantastic. So let's, let's flip over to Romans chapter 5. And we're going to read 1 through 6. Therefore, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I could stop right there and preach the whole service. <laughs> Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. Uh-oh. We rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit has, that has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Amen. Whoo. So we're going to go over some traits of thankfulness today with that scripture in mind. So keep that, keep that in your, keep that in your back pocket, your front pocket, your side pocket, wherever, whatever pocket is easiest for you to be able to access throughout the service here today. So uh, we're going to go over some traits of thankfulness. And the first, uh, first trait of thankfulness that I'd like to uh, hit is that when we are thankful, well, we're thankful we are able to walk in the will of the Father. We're able to walk in the will of the Father. Well, how does thankfulness allow us to walk in the will of the Father? Well, I'm glad you all asked. That's awesome. We're going to flip to 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. And it says, rejoice always. Always. Does that mean some of the time? Does that mean part of the time? Does that mean only when things are going good or when things are going great? No, no, it says rejoice always, always pray without ceasing. So wait a second, we're supposed, to, we're supposed to rejoice always and we're supposed to pray without ceasing? What is happening? What is happening? So we gotta pray when stuff is bad and we gotta pray when stuff is good and we gotta pray when it's in the in-between, right? And we gotta, yes. Yes, absolutely. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, give thanks in all. In all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It is the will of Christ Jesus for you. I love the I love the definition. So I was like, you know, y'all know me. So I was looking up the I was looking up the definition. I was getting a little geeky. I almost had my spreadsheets out and you know all the stuff, right? Um, but I'm like, what does will mean? Because that, that popped out. I'm like, Lord, what is he, what do you mean that it's the will of God? What do you mean that it's in your will that I walk in thankfulness? What is that? And so the Greek word is thelema, which means the purpose of God to bless mankind through Christ. 
I want you all to catch that. The purpose of God to bless mankind through Christ. So the Lord blesses you, blesses me, blesses us through Christ who produces our thankfulness. Amen. Can we be thankful without the power of Christ? No, we don't even know what that is. It's our ugly, gross, sinful nature, right? I was broke, busted, and disgusted and had the same disease that y'all have, which is humanity. Um, you know, and, and, and we don't want to be cranky, crusty Christians, right? We don't want to be uh, the ones that are just sitting back. And y'all ever seen them people? Now, don't raise your hand or elbow your spouse or, you know, a member of the team, whatever. But y'all ever, ever seen those people coming and you're like, oh, Lord. Hold on a second. Let me duck behind. Can I duck behind the pulpit? <laughs> you know, or run into the back room or, or you know, jump into the, well, I got to use the restroom all of a sudden because you see that person coming, right? Oh, gosh, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that person. I want to be able to be the one that is rejoicing always, that's praying without ceasing, who's living the life behind the veil, who is boasting in what the Lord is doing in my life, who, who has the joy of the Lord, unspeakable, joy unspeakable, and peace unspeakable, and, and life unspeakable, that I can overflow wherever I go, that people want to be around me because it's not me that they're around. I'm the flesh suit, but they're around Christ. Lord, let him overflow in me so much that when I step into the room, the temperature changes, right? The barometer changes, the attitude changes, the, the, the atmosphere changes, not because of me, but because of Christ in me, amen? And give thanks in all circumstances. So when we are walking in thankfulness, we're walking in the will of the Lord. It is our purpose to give thanks. It's our purpose to give God the glory. It's our purpose for God to have glory upon this earth in all things and in all circumstances and through all conversations and through all holiday seasons. <laughs> Bless the Lord. Through all things. Because of the fact that it's the purpose of God to bless mankind through Christ. To bless mankind through Christ. Thankfulness showcases the fruit of the Spirit. Thankfulness showcases the fruit of the Spirit. And it's showcased because we're in His will. Amen? It's showcased because of the fact that we're in his will. When you're in the will of God, you can't help but show his attributes. When you're in the will of God, you can't help but produce the fruit of heaven. When you're in the will of God, you can't help but produce when you're walking step by step, when you're planted by the rivers of living water, when you're planted in good soil, when you're planted in the house of the Lord, you can't help but produce the fruit of the Spirit, right? You can't help. So Galatians 5, 22 through 23 is a great reminder. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back one more time. I'll read that one more time. So the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Against such things there is no law. What, what, uh, who is going to be able to persecute you or to come against you and say, oh, man, you love too much? 
What? Oh, you got too much self-control. Oh my goodness, the, the, the gentleness that's, that's coming out of you is just, we gotta, we gotta stop that. Right? What? No. Against such things, there is no law. Against such things, man, you can't, you can't be persecuted. Well, for the fruit of the Spirit, right? People can try. Let me say that. They can try. They can try. But no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against me shall be condemned, right? Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Do not be anxious about what? Anything. Don't be anxious about anything, but in what? everything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving come on yeah y'all sound good let your requests be made known to god and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding in other words man when i'm thankful when i'm thankful when i'm grateful when when i'm uh, when i am able to say and be in an attitude of gratitude i know it's corny but an attitude of gratitude and an attitude of thanksgiving in all things and in all circumstances. And that means that I, I, can, I can walk in peace. That means that I'm no longer anxious. That means I'm no longer worried. That means I'm no longer concerned. That means I'm no longer bound to the garbage of the world. That means I'm no longer bound up by the spirit of fear, right? But I'm able to walk in the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. In other words, y'all are going to get to a place when we walk in thanksgiving, when we walk in the will of the Lord, right? Going back to walking with the will of the Lord. When we walk with the will of the Lord, that there's a, there's a place that we get where we won't get it. That's okay. That's okay. I remember, uh, I remember, and y'all might have heard this story, but I remember there was a time we were going through a really, really hard season, and uh, my kids and I were sitting at the uh, dining room table, and we're eating, and we're dining with one another, and, uh, you know, we like to eat. <laughs> so <laughs> if y'all have followed my Facebook page for the last few days, you know we like to eat. Um, so we, uh, we were dining together, eating dinner together, and uh, Nick looks over at me, and he says, Dad, I got a question for you. And like when Nick or Noah, either one, if y'all have met them or talked to them for any length of time, right? When they say, hey, I have a question for you, like buckle up your seatbelt because chances are like it's going to be something profound, right? It's going to be something deep. So he goes, dad, all this stuff is happening. And he starts naming thing after thing after thing after thing after thing after thing after thing. All this stuff is happening, but you ain't stressed out. But nothing seems to bother you. But, but nothing seems to affect you. Why? Why? I said, man, it ain't the fact that it doesn't affect me. It's not that I don't get concerned sometimes. It's not that I don't feel all of the things. It's not, but I know who to go to. And I know that through all things, I can give thanks. Through all things, I can have joy. 
Through all things I can have peace. Through all things there's grace. Through all things there's mercy. Through all things I can give and have an attitude of thanksgiving. Through all things. I don't understand it all, buddy. I, I, don't, I don't get it all. I don't know how the world can fall down and crash and burn in, in perception. I, I don't know how all of these things can be happening. And yet I'm like, <laughs> woo! And rejoicing and laughing and having joy overflowing. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I do. It surpasses my understanding. But the thing that I do understand is the fact that it's because of the fact that it's the peace of God. It's the peace of God. Let thanks, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. I don't go to God. I've learned to stop going to God with my list of complaints. The Lord checked me on that one time, probably more than once. <laughs> but the Lord checked me on that, and he's like, why are you complaining? He's got to speak to me in my terms, right? In my language, I mean, not terms, but in my, you know, I understand, right? Why are you complaining? God, I'm not complaining, I'm praying. <laughs> okay, let's rewind here. Let's rewind here. And I, I got checked. Because of the fact that I went to God with a list of complaints rather than obeying his word and going and, and making my requests known to him with thanksgiving, right? There's a difference in what happens. So likewise, uh, as, the, as thanksgiving, as the spirit of thanksgiving, as the attitude of thanksgiving and gratitude will highlight the fruits of the spirit, um, can I also say that life, if we're not careful, uh, will showcase all of the fruit that we're bearing, Right? It will. So what comes out when you're poked? What comes out when you're pushed? What comes out when the wine press comes down? What comes out? What comes out of us? What do we look like? What do we talk like? What do we smell like? How do we, how do we walk? How do we, how do we act when life starts squeezing? When life starts pushing? When the things of the world come in and they, they start getting a little tight, they start getting a little uncomfortable, they start, man, the bank account is looking a little bit low. Oh, man, the, the health report isn't all that great. Ooh, man, my car keeps, I don't know, Jesus is held together with bumper stickers, you know, Christian bumper stickers and duct tape. I, I don't know how much longer we're, we're rolling with this, right? Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. What happens? How do we react? What comes out when you're poked? What happened when that one relative, come on y'all, I'm about to be real. What happened when that one relative over Thanksgiving dinner wouldn't leave you alone, right? And it was attached to your hip. It was like, it was like, oh Lord, thank you Jesus for the thorn in my flesh. I praise you, God, thank you. I'm still alive. All right, you know, but what happened? What happened? Or you, get the, or you get the phone call, or you get the text message, or you get the Facebook invite, right? What happens? What do you look like? What do we look like? What comes out? So, life will showcase the fruit that we're bearing. What life are we living? I want to ask, because I, I, again, you know, we preach to ourselves, right? But what life are we living? Are we living a life of thankfulness? Or are we living a life that looks and smells and tastes 
and acts like the world. What are we doing? Are we yummy? Or are we a little too salty? Right? Are we, are, we, are we the perfect consistency or are we a little overdone? Are we a little crispy? Are we a little crusty? Are we a little soggy? We might be a little soggy. You know, but what, how, how, are we, how are we responding? How are we responding? So we're thankful for the things that happen in life when they're great, and we, we're thankful for the things when they're good, and, and we're learning to be thankful in the times that are not so good, and we're, we're, we're learning, right? It's a process. It's a process, but what, what happens on the in-between moment? What happens on the in-between moment? Like, okay, so Thanksgiving. Y'all know that you're about to, y'all know that you're about to eat, right? And you smell the food cooking, and it's in the oven, or it's being mixed in the bowls, or it's in the fridge setting up like the amazing moose pies or, you know, cherry pies or whatever kind of pies, right? So you have all of that stuff that's happening, because there's a process, right? There's a process. Before you can eat, there's a process of preparation, right? You, you have to go through a process of preparation. So, like, you know, for me, I, I had a lot of things that I don't normally cook. And so, for me, I felt like there was a ton of prep work. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, how much more prep do I have to do to make this thing look like what it's supposed to look like? Like, good grief, right? <laughs> wow. Um, I, love, I love cooking, but it's a process sometimes, right? It's a process. So, so I'm in the kitchen, and I'm, I'm, dicing the, the, I'm dicing the vegetables. I'm dicing up the onions, and I'm, you know, I'm making everything look real pretty. And so I'm, I'm starting with, the, you know, with all the prep, and I'm showcasing all them knife skills. And I'm like, whoo, Gordon Ramsay, y'all look at me right now, you know? And I'm like, I'm, I'm having a time. I'm, you know, dancing to the Christmas music while I'm doing it. Don't dance with a knife in your hand. I put it down first. Um, you know, but you're slicing and you're dicing, you're showing off all the knife skills, you're doing the preparation, and, uh, and, and, and you're, you're pruning your food, right? We gotta cut off all the garbage, we gotta cut off maybe the soft spots, we gotta cut off those things, we gotta make it look presentable, because you eat with your eyes first, right? We eat with our eyes first and then, and then, our, and then our mouth. So, and then you move into possibly like the marinating, right? Or maybe the marinating started the night before, before you did all the prep work, because, you know, the longer you marinate stuff, the better it tastes in the end, and the more tender it is, you know? And you open up the fridge, and the smell of the marinade comes out, and you're like, oh, right? And it's all the, it's all the heavenly sense of everything, right? And you're getting real excited. But there's the marinating, and then there's the, you know, the brining. Uh, there's the preheating of the oven. You know, you got to preheat the oven. You got to preheat the stove. You got you to gotta make sure that the heat is turned up because it ain't going to do you any good if you put the stuff in the oven and the oven ain't on, right? So you got to turn the heat up a little bit. You got to put in the food and it has to cook and be taken out at the right time, right? It's got to cook and be taken out. How many of y'all ever had a dry turkey? Y'all, right? No, no bueno. No good. No good. No good. Right? You gotta take it out at the right time. How many of y'all ever had an undercooked turkey? I mean, I didn't eat it, but I, I yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> right? So you gotta take it out at the right time. So my question today is what stage are we in? 
What stage of the, of the process are we in? What stage of the in-between are we in? Are we currently in our uh, pruning stage? Are we currently laying ourselves before the altar of the Lord and allowing ourselves on a daily basis to be pruned and all the garbage to be cut off and all the stuff to be brought up and all the, all the junk to be scraped off the top of, of, the, of the liquid? And, and are, we, are we willing to allow the chaff to be burnt up within us? Are we allowing ourselves to be clipped and trimmed and cut and poked and prodded and, and moved around and, and made to look pretty? Are we in there? I pray that we're there every day. Amen? I pray that we're there every single day. Are we in the marinating process? Maybe we're marinating. Maybe we're brining just a little bit. You know, marinating takes some time. Brining takes some time, right? There's a process to it. There's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into it, right? But you got to get it prepped first. And then you can marinate it, then you can brine it. Are we in the marinating process? Are we allowing ourselves to be marinating in the presence of the Lord today to change our flavor? Are we allowing ourselves to have our flavor changed, right? Or maybe we're going as extreme as a cucumber when you brine it, and the cucumber changes its identity 100% completely and goes to a pickle, right? Are we allowing ourselves... To be, are we allowing ourselves to be marinated today? Are we allowing ourselves to be brined today? Are we allowing our flavor to change today? Are we allowing our innards to be marinating in the presence of the Holy Spirit so that when it's put in, it's, it's right? And when it comes out, it's right. Are we, are we willing to, to have the river of the Holy Ghost flowing through us in the marinating process? Are we marinating in His presence on a daily basis? Are we going and allowing ourselves to go from being bland and grumpy and crusty and all of that? I'm not talking about any of you guys because y'all are always happy all the time, right? So am I. <laughs> so, uh, but are we allowing ourselves to be the salt and the light of the earth, right? Y'all know like when you, when you marinate stuff, there's a lot of salt and sodium and stuff that goes in. It helps break down the meat, helps break down everything, right? Are we allowing ourselves to be salty in a good way for Christ? In a good way. Going maybe from being a little bland. Maybe the heat is being turned up today. Maybe the heat in your life is being turned up today. Maybe the heat, the oven is being prepared, right? Maybe the fire is starting to roll. Maybe, maybe life is saying, turn up the furnace a little more. Turn up the fire a little more. Turn it up just a little bit hotter. Turn it up just a little bit bigger. Turn it up. Man, I, want, I don't want the campfire. I want the bonfire, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe life is coming in and saying, hey, it's time to turn the heat up in your situation, right? Maybe we're like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and we're like, God, where's the fourth man? Anytime now. Any time now, Jesus, like any, like you can, you can come and deliver me from this fire. Like any time, thank you, Jesus. It's getting a little toasty. It's getting a little warm. It's getting a little hot. I'm starting to smell like smoke a little bit. There might be some problem. Hold on a minute. I think I'm catching a fire. Woo, Jesus, put it out, right? 
Maybe we're in that place where we're walking around and saying, God, when are you coming to deliver? When are you stepping in the middle of my fire? When are you stepping into the middle of the flames? When are you going to deliver me from what is happening in my current circumstance? Why, I, you know, you promised me I can come out and not be scathed. You, you promised me that I can come out and not smell like smoke, right? Like, like, Lord, when are you coming to deliver me from my enemies? This oven is hot. Life is hot. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. Can I just encourage you and let you know that maybe God's looking at you and saying, yeah, but you ain't done yet. You're not done yet. You're still a little raw. You're still a little underdone. I'm not going to let you burn. I'm not going to let you get crispy. We're not drying you out. But you ain't done yet. We got to cook you a little bit longer. We got to prep you a little bit longer. There's safety in the fire. There's safety in the fire of life. There's safety in the fire of the Holy Ghost. There's safety in the oven, right? There's safety in the process. There's safety in the process of the Lord. There is. There's safety in his word. There's safety in his presence. There's safety in his glory. There's say, you know what? Turn it, burn, baby, burn. Turn it up. Turn it up. Turn up the flames. Turn up the fire. Turn up the heat. Turn up, turn it all up. Why? Because I got my fourth man that's coming. I might not see him yet. I might not experience him yet. I might know not where he is yet, right? But I'm stepping into the furnace anyway. I'm stepping into the fire anyway. I've already been prepped. I've already been brined. I've already been marinated. I already look kind of pretty, right? But it's going to only get better with the fire. It's only going to get better with the heat. It's only going to get better in the presence of the Lord. Maybe, maybe, maybe. God's telling you, you're not done yet. It has to stay on. Y'all know what happens in fire? It purifies. It purifies. There's a purification process that happens. You know, you put the food in, just keeping it, keeping it real and relatable, right? You put the food in, you put the turkey in. Y'all know that if you, if you take it out too early or you eat it raw, you're probably going to get sick. The old, everyone loves the flavor of salmonella, right? No, no. We don't. So, so you put the turkey in and there's a purification process that takes place. Because the heat cooks out all of the impurities and it makes it so that it's safe to eat. Correct? It makes it, it, makes it safe to consume. It makes it safe. So maybe the heat is being uh, turned up today and God is saying you look pretty and you've been in the marinating process, but it has to stay on and you got to stay in the fire and you got to stay in the heat because if, if he took you out right now, you, you just ain't ready. You, you might not be ready. And, and when, when, we, when we eat food or consume food, right, we get sick. Y'all ever eaten bad food? Yeah, it's horrible, and you're miserable, and guess what? So is everyone else around you. Right? Come on. So is everyone else around you. So again, going back to Thanksgiving, 
in all circumstances, in all things, and it's peace that surpasses all understanding, right? There has to be a, a purification process so that we are something that's sweet to taste, that we're having something that's savory to consume, that we have something that's nourishing to put into our bodies and into the lives of others. Because when we come out of the oven, we're not just supposed to sit there and look pretty and for our own benefit, right? We're supposed to come in to the oven, to the presence, to the body, of Christ, to the Sunday service, to the Wednesday service, to the care groups, to the small groups, to be in the presence of the Lord, not to get fat and sassy and sit in the pews and continue to write, but to go out and be the salt and the light of the world, to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ, to fulfill the calling that's on our life, to preach God and preach him crucified and preach him risen and preach the salvation message and preach the goodness and the, and the greatness and the mercy and the overwhelming glory and beauty of who he is, right? But if we ain't done yet, we can spread poison instead. I don't want to poison people, right? I don't want to poison people. I don't want to be raw and I don't want to be dry, right? Lord, take me out when I'm done. Lord, take me out when I'm done. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed are those that take refuge in him. How do we taste today? How do we taste today? Are we, are we overflowing with Christ? When people taste of what we have to offer, when we give them our conversation, when we give them our presence, when we make time for people, are they rejoicing because of the fact that they're able to taste and see that the Lord is good? Are we done? Are we salty? Are we done? Philippians 1, Philippians 1, 6 says, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Do you trust him today? Do you trust him today? Do you, do you know that, again, he's going to take you out at the right time? Do you know that even in the waiting, even when we don't know, even when we don't see, even when we don't understand, that God is willing and able to complete the work that he started? I know that when I put my food in, I know that I'm able and willing to take it out of the oven when it's time. Do we trust that the Lord is able and willing and faithful to complete the work that he started in you? I know that he is good. I know that he is able to do it. His word just tells me right here, right? Hebrews 12, 1 through 2 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. We read back in Romans that we're supposed to rejoice in our suffering because when we do that, right, it eventually produces endurance, right? It produces endurance. Bless the Lord. Looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Trust the process. Trust the process. Man, I've heard that so many times over the last like two months. 
trust the process, trust the process, trust the, I'm like, trust the pro, okay, I'm gonna trust the process. If the process could hurry up a little bit though, I'd be okay with it. And God's like, you ain't done yet. It's fine. Trust the process. Jesus himself trusted the process. Through the highs and through the lows, even all the way through the road to his crucifixion, he trusted the process. He knew what was coming. He knew the beating. He knew the scourging. He knew the crowning. He knew that he was going to be mocked and ridiculed and made fun of and, and, and beaten down and beyond recognition and spit on and robed with glory and all of the things. He knew what was coming. He knew that he would be nailed to a tree. He knew that he would be whipped on the tree. He knew that he was going to be bruised and he knew that he was going to have a spear put into his side he knew all of it he knew all of it he knew what was coming and yet he trusted the process and he said for the joy <laughs> for the joy set before me for the joy set before him he endured the cross despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. He trusted the process. He knew. How did he trust the process? Let's go back. Because the process and the will of the Father highlighted the fruit. The will and the process of the Father highlighted the fruit. What's the fruit? What's the fruit of the cross? We are. Come on. That's right. We are. He knew the fruit. He knew the process. He knew what he was about to produce. He knew because he was walking in the will of his father. And he trusted the process and said, man, Lord, as he's in the garden of Gethsemane and he's so stressed out and he's crying and sweating like drops of blood. And he's saying, God, if it's your will, take the cup from me. But if it's, your, if it's not... Your will be done. At your will. Your will be done. So walking in the will of his father, he knew and was able to have joy as he is running forth to the cross. Because he was in the will of his father and he knew what the fruit would produce. He knew what the sacrifice would produce. He knew that you and I would be here because of the fact that he died on the cross. He knew it. He called your name before the foundations of the world. He knows you before the foundations of the world. There was no plan B. This was the plan of redemption. This is the plan of redemption. This is the plan of salvation. There is no plan B because it's the will of the Father. Amen. So I love to look at a rearview mirror. Y'all know you have, a, you have a windshield in front of you when you're driving your car. And you got the rearview mirror that's kind of like hanging up here and all of that. And, and, and we kind of look in the rearview mirror every once in a while. Hopefully you do if you back up. Unless you got one of them little smart cameras here. I don't have one of those. I got the old flat. I got, even got to flip it down by manually to, you know, get the lights out of my eyes and all that. I got crank windows and manual locks. Like old school, right? So, 
We got that little rearview mirror that's hanging up in front of us, not in front of us so that it blinds us, right? But in front of us just enough to where if we purpose to look up and see it, we can look behind us, right? We can look behind, we can look to where we're either going if we're going in reverse or if we're driving forward, we can look at where we've come from, right? And so I absolutely love the mirror, the rearview mirror as a tool because every single time the enemy comes up against and says, hey, guess what? Man, you, you ain't got it. Who are you? Who do you think you are? Who do you, what, what are you doing up here? What are you doing talking to the youth? What are you doing playing the drums? What are, who do you think you are, right? And I can look and say, guess what? My windshield says exactly where I'm going, and my rearview mirror says, you know what? I might not be where I'm at. I might not be at my destination. I might not be done yet, but thank God, look how far I've come. Look how far he's brought me. Look at the fact that he saved me from hell. He, he saved me from a life of the drugs and the alcohol and the gangs and all the garbage out on the streets. He saved me from the world. I might I might not be where I'm supposed to go yet. I might not be at my final destination. My, my, my turkey might still be cooking. But, but look how far I've come. I'm not raw no more. I might not be fully cooked, but I, I ain't raw no more. Right? Guess what? I read the back of the book. We win. Okay? Spoiler. <laughs> we win. Trust the process. Not just thankful, we're not just thankful for the good, and we're not just thankful for the in-between, but we're thankful for the things, and we're called to be, ooh, I gotta go. We're thankful for the times that we, uh, that might not be so good, right? Even in the negative times. So, um, so I read this really cool study. Uh, I read this really cool study um, that I wanted to share with y'all, um, that uh, neuroscience has proven that gratitude and thankfulness reduces stress and actually lowers cortisol levels and also produces pleasure, okay? Scientists conducted a study in 2008 to measure the brain activity of people thinking and feeling gratitude. And what they found was that, quote, that gratitude causes synchronized activation in multiple brain regions and lights up parts of the brain's reward pathways and the hypothalamus, thalamus, thank you, hypothalamus. In short, so putting it in terms that I can understand, <laughs> in short, gratitude can boost the neurotransmitter serotonin and activate the brainstem to produce dopamine. Dopamine is our brain's pleasure chemical. It's our feel-good chemical, right? It's the chemical that's like, ooh, man, I like that feeling. When we take a bite of the turkey, when we take a bite of the mashed potato, when we take a bite of the pie, oh, Jesus, the pie, right? And we're like, ooh, that feels good, right? That's the dopamine release. The more we think positive and grateful thoughts, the healthier and happier we feel. There's a physical response. God created us again to walk in thankfulness, to walk in his will. So wait, wait, there's benefits, more benefits. Yeah, there's more benefits to walking in the will of the Lord. There's spiritual benefits, mental, emotional, and physical benefits to walking in the will of the Lord and a spirit and an attitude of thankfulness. 
Romans 12, 2 tells us, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. James 1, 2 and 3 says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces Steadfastness, steadfastness, right? Man, that sounds awful familiar to the first scripture that we read, talking about the fact that our trials and, and, and boasting in our sufferings and, and having thankfulness and joy in our sufferings eventually produces endurance, perseverance, steadfastness. Going back to 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Romans 5, 3 through 5. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. The Holy Spirit has been given to us. So we're supposed to glory in our sufferings? Yeah, we're supposed to be thankful in our sufferings, man. We are. We suffer with Christ. We pick up our cross daily. If we're not suffering with Christ and we're not having any opposition, if we're not having anything coming against us, my friends, I, I, would, I would highly recommend that we check the temperature of our hearts. I would highly recommend that we check our salvation. Where are we with the Lord? Are we walking with the Lord? Are we talking with the Lord? Are we communing with the Lord? We need to check our salvation. The Holy Spirit, right? It says, it says in verse uh, 5 that our hearts, uh, God has poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So the Holy Spirit, so we, we, can, we can't do any of this stuff without the Holy Ghost. We can't do this without the Holy Spirit. We can't be thankful and good or in the in-between or in the negative or anything without the power of the Holy Ghost, without the one who came, without the promise of the Father. When God said, I'm going to send you another who is just like me, right? Our, our allos paracletos, our sunanti lambanami, right? Our, our defender, our advocate, our peace, our, the one who is there to help us, the one who gives us dunamis power through all situations and through all circumstances and all conversations and all holidays days and all of the in-between, right? He gives us the dunamis power to be able to walk. We, you will receive power, right? When the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, right? We can't be a witness without the power of the Holy Ghost, without the dunamis power of the Holy. This is what it's for. It's what it's for. The common thread, if y'all have noticed a few things here, is the fact that our prayer life has got to be on point. Our prayer life, you will be absolutely surprised. And I want to challenge you. You'll be absolutely surprised if you increase your prayer life, how much your spirit of thanksgiving will increase. And if you increase your spirit of thanksgiving, if you increase your, your spirit of thanksgiving increases, your prayer life is going to increase. It's an awesome dance. It's a cycle. Another fun study showed that the reason that cortisol levels are reduced is because it is literally impossible to have anxiety and stress coexist in the brain with thankfulness and gratitude. It is absolutely impossible for it to occupy the same space. 
You can't be anxious when you're saying, thank you, Jesus. Amen? You can't be anxious or worried about something when you're, when you're saying thank you. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Thank you for this trial. Thank you for the circumstance. Thank you for this person. Thank you for, uh, for, for whatever it is, right? Thank you, Lord, for my bank account. Thank you that I can tithe. Thank you that I have food on my table. Thank you that I can come to church. Thank you that I can be in your presence. Thank you, Jesus, that you're good and you're wonderful and you're magnificent and you're awesome and you're almighty and you're the King of kings and the Lord of lords, that you're the I am that I am, that, that every single need is met through you, that I can walk in the power of the Holy Ghost on a day basis that I, I can jump into the river of life, that I can open up the word and be fed, that I can turn on the worship and drink, that I can spend time in my prayer time behind the, the, the veil, that I have the opportunity to soak and marinate in your presence. Thank you, Jesus. How many of y'all think that I'm anxious or worried about anything right now? Absolutely not, man. I'll tell you what, the quickest way to get rid of anxiety or depression or worry or frustration or craziness is to thank the Lord. Thank him for all of it. Thank him for all of it. The good and the in-between and the bad, right? Philippians 4, 8, therefore, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Anything. If there's anything that is worthy of praise. Again, man, I would not be where I'm at today had it not been for the fire in my past. I wouldn't be where I'm at today had it not been for the speed bumps, had it not been for the potholes, had it not been for the crazy fires that have happened, had it not been for the trials and the tests and the tribulations and the pruning and the brining and the fire and the oven and waiting through the processes, I wouldn't be able to look in that rearview mirror and say, look how far I've come, right? And, and use that as a tool in my spiritual tool belt here I wouldn't be able to do any of those things if it weren't for the power of the Holy Ghost and I wasn't able to say, in all things, I give thanks. If there's anything worthy of praise, man, I'm going to praise about it. I'm going to praise about it. I'm going to be thankful about it. At the Last Supper, Jesus gave thanks. Again, even knowing what was before him. I used to I used to be a little uh, I used to be a little uh, contrary. Uh, it's hard to believe for those who know me, right? I used to be a little contrary. <laughs> I used to be a little contrary. Um, I say, well, yeah, of course, of course, he was able to give thanks at the Last Supper. He's God. Of course, he would be able to do that. He was fully God. I'm not God. Thank the Lord I'm not God, right? But, but God, fully God, was able to give thanks even at the Last Supper. But he was also fully man, right? Fully God, fully man. And while sitting at the table, knowing what he was about to go through, knowing the road that was ahead of him, knowing all of the things that were set before him, knowing what, the, what that Last Supper was meaning, knowing all of those things, having the feeling, having the emotion, right? Again, in the garden, he sweat drops as a blood. 
The shortest scripture in the Bible is Jesus wept. Yes, God had emotion. Yes, Jesus has emotion. Absolutely. But even through all of that, Judas ate too. He did. Judas ate too. Judas was sitting at the table with him and he knew it all. He knew it all. And yet he still gave thanks. He still dined with all. Right? So again, we're not called to just be thankful and gracious and, and, and pouring out our love and our compassion and our, you know, Jesus overflowing to some people like our besties, right, as Pastor Angie said, but to all people, to all people. And guess what? We can give thanks for Judas. We can give thanks for our Judas. Matthew 26, 26 through 28 says, now as they were eating, Jesus took bread and after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink, drink of it, all of you, all of you. For this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I love it. He gave thanks. Worship team, y'all can come back up. So Christ, even at that table, gave thanks. We just had our Eucharisteo service. We just had our Eucharisteo service. And even in the midst of the Last Supper, even in the midst of the enemy, right? If we look at Psalm, he, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies, right? Even sitting at that table, he knew he knew, and he still gave thanks. He still gave thanks because he is the source of our thanks. He is the source of our blessing. He is the source of our joy. He is the source of our gratitude. He is the source of our life. Right? Our life, blood, everything that we know. He is the source of all of it. How can we give thanks through all things? We aren't thankful because of the situation, guys. We're not thankful because of every circumstance, right? We're not thankful because of all of the process. We're not thankful because of the waiting. We're not thankful because of the no's. We're not thankful because of the yeses. We're thankful because of the one who saved because of the one who gives joy, because of the one who gives peace, because of the one who gives thanks, because of the one who is able to sustain through it all. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will never change. He has never changed. He has never changed. He never runs out. None of it. The fruits of the Spirit never run out. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. They never run out. They never run dry. So we give thanks because the one who is able allows us to be able to say thank you. The one who is able, we, we thank him. We thank him. We thank the source. We thank the provision. We thank the master. 
We thank our sustainer. He is the source of our gratitude. go back to Romans one more time, 5, 1 through 6. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. right time at the right time so here in a few minutes we're going to open up the altar and pray for folks and maybe maybe you're at a place today where you just need to say Jesus Lord help me help me to boast in the hope of glory again not in my circumstances not in my identity, not in who I am, but to boast in the hope of glory, to boast in you through all things. Maybe you're here and you say, you know what? All that fruit sounds great, all the, all the thing, all the attributes of God, but I'm not displaying those. I need pruned a little bit more. I need to produce maybe some new fruit. I need to, I need to be able to come before the Lord and, and the great garden keeper and say, and say trim me. Maybe you're here and, and you're like, yeah, uh, it produces a great prayer life. That's great, Pastor B, but, but, but I don't even know where to start with my prayer life. And I feel like that's been lacking just a little bit. It's, it's kind of it's back here in the prep stage. I kind of left it behind a little bit. And, and, and maybe, maybe you just need a reignition of your prayer life. Maybe you need to have a reignition of your marinating stage. Maybe you just need a, a bigger touch of the Lord, a deeper touch from the Lord, which I think all of us need a, a touch of the Lord. Amen? All of us need a touch of the Lord. Maybe, maybe you're here and you're like, okay, Christ died for the ungodly, but I don't even know what that means. All this sounds like a great message, but I don't even know who God is. I know of Him, but I don't know Him. that's any of you if you fit into any of those categories I just want to I just want I just want more Jesus we want to pray for you we want to pray for you so the altars are open I want to call you down the altars are open and I want to I want to encourage you to take a bold step today I want you to take a bold step today and just come forward and say God I need more of you God I want more of you whatever you have for me. I don't know exactly what it is. Maybe you don't know what it is, but maybe you're just coming up and saying, God, whatever you have, Lord, pour it out on me. 
Lord, pour out your blessing. Lord, pour out the river, God. Let it flow through me, God. Let it flow onto me, Jesus. God, I just want more of you. God, I'm going to wait for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit here and wait for you. I am not leaving the altar until I get a touch from you. I'm not leaving the altar until I get transformed. I'm not leaving this place the same way that I walked in these doors. My life will never be the same after today. God, I don't know what it is, but I'm here for it. I don't know what it is, but I, I am all in and 100%. I want to encourage you to take a bold step and come up to the altar today. And we're going to pray for you.